say they're Christians and they live like Christians on the Sabbath day. But come Monday morning till the coming Sunday, they will fight their neighbor all along the way. Oh, if you don't love God, if you don't love your neighbor, if you gossip about him, if you never have mercy, if he gets into trouble and you don't try to help him, then you don't love your neighbor and you don't love There's a special warning in the 35th verse. Oh, you don't love God. If you don't love your neighbor, if you gossip about him, if you never have mercy, if he gets into trouble and you don't try to help him, then you don't love your neighbor and you don't love God. If he gets into trouble and you don't try to help him, then you don't love your neighbor and you don't love God. Oh, you don't love God. If you don't love your neighbor, if you gossip about him, if you never have mercy, if he gets into trouble and you don't try to help him, then you don't love your neighbor and you don't love God. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to the Provo Planet podcast. Another vintage monologue coming uh, hot off the press. You know, I was thinking about neighbor. I've talked about this before. Neighbor is like the white person N-word, right? Neighbor, neighbor. You got the soft ah, neighbor. And you got the hard R, neighbor. And you got your neighbors, and then you got your neighbors, you know? Neighbors and neighbors. And, I, you know, I was thinking about my neighbors recently. And uh, actually, it wasn't. I was thinking about a couple of them. One of these fucking neighbors of mine. What what is today the tenth? They got a life size Santa Claus outside of you know on their front yard, like a fucking huge one, man. And it's still there. And it's it's January tenth, and I drive by it, and I'm kind of indoctrinating my children to make fun of people who don't put away their decorations, right? Like, oh man, look how silly this fucking person looks. They got their Christmas decorations out. Christmas is over. Pack it up. I hate that shit. I hate it even more. I went to the mall 
And the mall had their Christmas decorations up. A huge Christmas tree. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. What the fuck? Um, you know, and I it might make sense with all the fucking snow going on in the world. So I'll throw it on the beanie. Got the hoodie on. If you can't see what I'm, uh, if you can't see me, then you don't know that. But I'm dressed warm. Uh, but I'm driving in the snow today. And my motto is never in a hurry, dude. And I swear to God, dude, some people are dry. Like, uh, for example, the worst people who drive in the snow are the people who have Jeeps and trucks who think like, oh, man, it's the snow. This shit doesn't impact my vehicle. Look, dude, it impacts my vehicle. And I'm driving rational, safely, you know, maybe a little bit below the speed limit, if anything. And I almost got hit twice today. Right. By fucking assholes and nothing makes my blood boil more than bad drivers. And uh, I don't know if I shared this story again, but uh, I was driving, you know, I drive max speed limit, maybe five under. You know, I'm just I'm chill as a cucumber, dude. Never in a hurry. Even if I'm late somewhere, I, I'm not going to speed. I don't give a fuck. Right. I, I just who I am and I'm driving 30 miles per hour, dude. And the speed limit on the road is 30 miles per hour. And this guy's riding my fucking ass. Right. And I'm driving. I'm not going to say it's not even my vehicle. It's somebody else's vehicle. And I'm driving it legally. I didn't steal it. And it's a chick vehicle. It's a car you usually see women drive, unfortunately. And so I'm, I'm, you know, I don't think this person and I got the long hair, not tinted windows. If they're seeing through it, they're going to misgender me as a chick. And that happens frequently. Like when I when people catch me from the back, I either look like a woman or a trans woman. That's just how it goes. OK, that's the cards I've been dealt. And I wear dresses and skirts in public and they're Japanese style. Right. And I'm taken back. I, you know, I got a lot of things on my mind. I was thinking to myself. What the fuck am I going to talk about? Shout out to the trap. Hey, shout out to the trap chat. We got Stephen Dan tropes. Soul red. Appreciate y'all. And this guy's just fucking right behind me, dude. And he's tail. Is it tailgating? He's fucking right behind me. And I slow down. I go, I go 25. Now you're pissing me off, dude. He starts flashing his brights. I don't know where this fucking guy's going. Right. But he's in a hurry and I'm not. So fuck him. Right. I'm an asshole. And he kept he caught me on a bad day, dude. He you can't you he caught me on a bad day. I was having a good day, but you tailgate me. I go like up here to down here real quick, real angry. And then we're getting to the stoplight and I slow down, dude. Shout out Tranquil. I slow down and I turn, dude. I turn like this. I look at him and all of a sudden he sees who I am. A man. Right. No mistake in it. You probably didn't see the dress I was wearing. Right. It's like I've, 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 sh I've showed off my drip before, but you know what kind of dresses I wear, my skirts. And uh, he sees me and all of a sudden he's like, he gets all big eyed and I flip him off. I say, fuck you. <laughs> and it was like a younger kid, probably in his 20s. I don't know. And. After that, he, like, he, he, no beef, no beef with me. And, but that's just how it is, dude. 
I don't know what why I felt so fucking fiery, dude. But I don't like people trying to dr- trying to speed on a road. First of all, it's a curvy, windy road. There's bikers. There's walkers. I'm not trying to even go five over on this road. So I'm driving back home like, man, was that the right thing to do? Was it Christ-like? Was it Christ-like to flip that guy off? And I said, you know what? Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't. I feel a little bad. I feel feel a little bit bad about that looking back, but it felt right in the moment. Felt right in the moment. Speaking of wearing skirts and dresses, dude, um, it's just like my drip, right? You know? It's kind of a joke. People bought me these, these clothes, and I wear them. I you you won't believe it, but I wear whatever the fuck I want, right? Most I just don't care. When you're married and have kids, and you're you know past your thirties, dude. I mean, I'm not trying to impress anybody, um, but I've been I get a lot of stares in public. I went to the mall in my dress, and uh, everybody looks at me, dude. And the craziest thing is they don't understand. Like I got, I'm, I got transphobia in my heart. I don't like the whole trans thing. Right. Um, but I'm taking it back. Right? I'm taking back dresses and skirts for heterosexual males, just like the Irish might've did with the kilts. Right. I don't know. And shout out to Grace Thorpe. Appreciate you stopping by. Welcome to the vintage monologue hour. And, you know, it is weird when you walk in public and everybody stares at you. And I always wonder, like, do people think I'm gay? Do they think I'm trans? Not that it matters. I don't really give a fuck. But what runs through somebody's mind when they see me? Six foot plus. Masculine male. I got my hair all done up in a ponytail right now. But what, like, shout out Monkey Man. And what what are their thoughts when they see me? And like, they probably think I'm a trans person. And I honestly get lots of compliments from people who wear rainbow colors, all these other different kind of LGBTQ shit. They always stop me and say they like my clothes. They never want to talk to me and see what I think. But I do look 100% borderline trans. Um, if I shaved, if I shaved... And I, I did anything feminine, um, you know, <laughs> chick. Shout out Pamela Harper. You sound like TBE. Uh, yeah, yeah. Me and him play games on people. People really don't know who I am and who he is when we're, we don't have our camera on. Um, shout out a timeless big. You do look trans, buddy. Thank you that. And if you guys are listening on Spotify and iTunes, if you're wondering who I'm giving shout outs to, this podcast is live on YouTube whenever I feel like doing a podcast. Uh, I felt like doing one today. I had some hate in my heart. had to let it out. Uh, what hate do I have in my heart? Uh, I don't know. And I went to the museum. People are like, what museum did I go to? The Natural History Museum. And I was wearing my dress, dude. I, just, I have like three of them. I know one... I have two solid black dresses, one uh, blue and uh, one like silver and black. So I'm wearing one of my dresses, dude. And everybody in the museum, like it's basically just I go in the middle of the day. So it's a bunch of like stay at home moms. Shout out Pamela Harper. I don't know if I, I said shout out to you. And just the looks people give you. And I, like, here's the thing, dude. 
I have no sympathy for trans people or anybody else who says, I get weird looks in public. Dude, I get them too. Heterosexual male. Pure blood heterosexual male. Like not an ounce of gay in me, dude. Not a drop, right? And if there was, hey, I probably, I don't know. I don't know what would happen. I'd be a totally different person if I was gay. That'd be crazy. When it was straight from the time I was young, one of my first crushes um, was a, like, I don't know, his first or second grade. And I, I really, shout out Ben Thorpe. Um, shout out Ben Thorpe. And my first crush I ever had, like in elementary school, I liked her all the way till third grade. And then we were in third grade and it was like reading hour. And I finally had a class with her. And uh, I was watching her and she picked her nose. And then she ate it. And love never left my body faster than that, dude. Not not once, not twice, right? Not once, not twice. I've never lost love quicker than that. When I saw my crush in third grade pick their nose and eat it, I was flabbergasted. I I think I I said I was sick and I had to leave the class. I was like a little emotional about it, maybe. I don't know. I, it was traumatic for me to the point to where I've never forgotten it. Not once, not twice. Not once, not twice. So, yeah, I wear skirts and dresses in public, dude. And uh, I'm taking it back, dude. Heterosexual taking it back. And the weird thing is I go to the bookstore pretty often. And there's a... <sighs> How do I say this, man? There's a person there. Obviously, there's like three of them, four of them. Bookstores attract LGBTQ plus people, dude. Not me, though. I'm attracted to bookstores for different reasons. Right? I like the smell of bookstores, right? I like buying. I used to like buying books, but now I buy kids books. And so I usually buy a couple kids books. I got probably one of the best kids books collection. I, I don't know who to compare it to, but comparing it to. Nobody. I got a nice one. And there was a person there and they worked there and they are really nice to me. Right. And I wear my dress out in public and they and they saw me wear it. And I, I, I've never seen this person wear a dress. It's a man, by the way, who I'm talking about. I've never seen them wear a dress. And then after I started coming to the bookstore, in my dress, all of a sudden they ripped my drip. They rip it right from me, okay? I show up, and they're wearing the same style of dress, skirt pants that I wear. Like, look, look, this is my thing, right? Nobody nobody in Utah dresses like me, dude. I'm a one of a kind, a one of a kind. And all of a sudden, they start seeing a man do masculine things. They start wearing my style of clothing. To work kind of pissed me off but they're nice to me because they obviously assume I'm in line with their thinking right but but I'm not but I'm not not at all dude but uh you know people question my autism I played three six nine twelve fifteen hours of a tabletop board game this is where I'm gonna lose my audience this past weekend 
I played 15 hours, 15 hours of a tabletop board game, Warfare. It's called Warhammer 40K. The games last three fucking hours. And I lost, and I hate to say this, I lost every single fucking game. And nothing, shout out OPC Dom, shout out Bucket Food, shout out, I think that's everybody. I'm not reading chat right now, I'm in the monologue mode, so do all caps if you really want my attention, dude. And, uh, you know, what was I fucking talking about? Jesus Christ, dude. I don't know, man. I really don't know what I was talking about, dude. What would the fuck was I talking about what what else is going on in my life man oh Warhammer 40k thank you and so I'm playing 15 hours of this game and I I lose every single game and nothing makes you feel more like shit than spending time doing something for 15 hours and you just get your ass kicked dude it hurts your soul Hurts your idea of yourself. Like, why did I just waste my entire fucking weekend? Absolutely. Almost. Right. And the thing is, I'm a good sport. I play this game and I play it like a gentleman and I take my licks. Right. I take my licks. I lose. I'm a humble loser. And I make the game fun for the other opponent. Almost always, right? I'm a very good gamer when it comes to board games, tabletop games. But I don't really play board games. Except, so, at the end of one day, I had just finished six hours of gaming. I played two games, both six hours. I'm in my third game. Got my ass kicked the two previous games. And in the first turn, this guy... To make for people who don't know, this guy just does something ridiculous. And I can already tell I have another three hours, probably, of sitting through and doing the motions of playing this game, knowing I've already lost. It's fucking over, right? What am I doing? What am I doing with my life? The worst part is about playing this game is if you don't know. The most autistic part of this game, besides playing it, is when you buy the models, it's all plastic. It's in these plastic frames. You cut them out. You glue them together like some fucking autist. Then you fucking paint them. I've spent hours and hours and hours and hours of painting all these tiny little fucking toys of mine. Whatever. You know, they are toys. They're adult toys. And it culminates to me getting my ass kicked. Right. Culminates to that. So that's how my weekend went this past weekend. 15 hours of gaming plus I don't know how many more hours of gluing and painting and all that other shit. But I got a lot of compliments. I'm an artist. So, of course, my Warhammer 40K army looks sick as fuck. But besides that, dude, besides that. People say, why do you like Warhammer? Why do you play that? Uh, I found the game as a child, right? And I was just drawn to it. It became my preferred interest for a long time. Uh, just, I think about it. It's just, it's just weird autistic preference I've always had. 
And I'm going to get into some autistic news, some really good autistic news. I'm going to jump right into it. Should I continue the monologue? How much time am I at? 20 minutes? I'll jump right into this news. This news is, is for my conspiracy-headed folks. Uh, it's really cool news. Um, where is it, dude? This is probably my, fav- the, my number one article I've ever come across. I've never been happier to, hey, to share this news to, with everybody here. Uh, why can't we see this? What the fuck? Hold on, folks. A little bit of technical difficulties. Um, there we go. There we go. So the first news article I'm bringing to you. Hold on. I got a fucking autistic banner. This changing segment, dude. It's my autism segment. All right. So, oops. Welcome to the show. Undercover FBI agents helped autistic teen plan trip to join ISIS. Oh, no. Are you telling me? Are you telling me our government targets retarded autistic individuals and makes them do crazy ass shit? I never would have considered that. I never would have considered that. And I think about this. Hey, I think about this when things do happen. You're like, really? That kid... That person, that individual, went and did that terrible, horrible crime to all those people? What made them want to do that? I don't know. Maybe the FBI? Hamza Mashkor had just cleared security at Denver International Airport. Of course, Denver International Airport. I'll make this quick. Some people don't like this stuff. The agents had come to arrest the 18-year-old. Of course, they waited till he was 18 years old because they couldn't entrap a child. You know what I'm saying? Who was diagnosed with a developmental disability and charged him with terror-related crimes. At the time of the arrest, a relative later said in court, Mashkor was reading Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Oh, no. Oh, no, man. A book written for elementary school children. Mashkor had gone to the airport on December 18th to fly to Dubai and from there to, to either Syria or Afghanistan as part of his alleged plot to join the Islamic State. The trip had been spurred by over a year of online exchanges starting when Mashkor was 16 years old with four people he believed were members of ISIS. According to the Justice Department criminal complaint, the four were actually undercover FBI agents. Get the fuck out of here. You kidding me? I wonder if these FBI agents do this to other retarded individuals. As a result of his conversations with the FBI, Mashkor could face a lengthy sentence for attempting to provide material support to a terrorist organization. What was he going to bring? His diary of a rim, diary of a wimpy kid, or w- what skill set is this guy bringing to terrorism? I don't know. At an initial court hearing, family members said that Moshkor, who had turned 18 just a few weeks prior to the arrest, had intellectual difficulties and had been diagnosed with autism. Despite acknowledging Moshkor's family's support and his young age, the judge ordered that he be detained while awaiting trial. It's not lost on this court that Moshkor, I'm probably saying his name wrong, as a young man with possible mental, possible, he's got possible, possible mental illness, and the diagnosis of high-functioning autism. High fun- 
It's sad. You know what's a sad fucking state? When you're a high-functioning autist and you're reading diary, diary of a of a diarrhea. Jesus Christ, diary, a diary of a wimpy kid. It is clear he has a, a sea of familial support. The judge said, but based on the this evidence, there's no reasonable assurance here that in court can simply chalk all this up to the defendant simply being a young man. Uh, they first became aware of his online activities in 2021. One, but instead of alerting his family, hey, let's not tell his family. The lawyers told the Intercept FBI agents posing as ISIS members befriended him a year later and strung him along until he became a legal adult. No fucking way. It is appalling that the government never once reached out to his parents, even while they were sending undercover agents to befriend him online, starting when he was 16 years old. A defense attorney. This is another point. It shocks me when people are. Like they're arguing like, oh, there's no feds on YouTube. You kidding me? There's four of them. They met one autistic kid. They, they target small groups, right? And then they find the autist in the individual in that group. And then they, they isolate them. Like, I think, you know, how it works. You know, it's like wolves hunting a, a pack of yaks or I don't know, whatever the wolves hunt. I don't fucking know Buffalo. And then they, they find the weak one and then they just kind of tag it, tag it and then get it by itself. And then they kill it. Jesus Christ, man. Um, almost all the content conduct he is alleged to have committed took place while he was a juvenile. More details, details emerge on the circumstances of his ill-fated attempt. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, play, okay. Okay. Let me read this. But the facts as laid out in the complaint are hallmarks of terrorism prosecutions based on FBI stings. The young man with hallmarks, these are hallmarks, with developmental disabilities already on the police's radar due to mental health episodes and conflicts with family, groomed as a minor over a long period by a group of undercover FBI agents. He follows a pattern of FBI sting operations in which a teenager is arrested shortly after their 18th birthday. As in similar cases, the court documents suggest uh, he was limited in his ability to ac execute a terrorist plot. Known to police. He first became known to police uh, for social media posts around the time of his 16th birthday, according to the complaint. Moshkor began posting uh, in support of terrorism in November 2021 and had a platform he used uh, alerted <laughs> and a platform he used alerted the FBI of suspicious activity. Um, in 2022, local police were called to his home after he allegedly assaulted a family member during a dispute. At the time, according to the document filings, a relative told police his mental illness and they told him about it. He's like, he's fucking autistic. Two months later, he began communicating with undercover FBI agents. They introduced him to three. Hey, this is crazy. That agent eventually introduced him to three other FBI agents impersonating as ISIS members. With their encouragement, uh, Mashkor developed a plan to support the terror group. With, with their support. With their support. Uh, Mashkor regularly confided in the agents about his boredom, family problems, hopes of getting married, and struggles with his mental health. Wouldn't it be weird if these FBI agents actually helped the guy? Wouldn't it be cool if the FBI agents said, Hey, man, have you ever heard of Red Pill? Jesus. 
complaining that being uh, under 18 and subject to the monitoring of family members made it hard for him to travel or send funds, including cryptocurrency transactions that he could not figure out how to conduct. Too autistic to figure out crypto. Is he really a threat? He's, it's sad when they say high functioning, right? He's actually like mid. He's a mid autist. You can't figure out crypto. You ain't high functioning. You're low to mid. His anxieties come through in the chats included in the indictment, most of which are limited to his side conversations. At one point, he told an agent that he was considering finding a wife who, will, who might be willing to join him in Afghanistan, but he worried about the possibility of abandoning her if he was killed. He also went back and forth whether he wanted to join ISIS. He didn't even know, man. Throughout the chats, the undercover agents expressed support for ISIS and fantasized about fighting with militants abroad. But he also shared doubts about joining the group as well as concerns that he lacked connections of his own. In one message, he worried that the brothers there might not support me in getting married and may strap something on me and throw me out onto the field. Probably, dude. Uh, he may, he suggested at one point and said, get a job and finish high school. What? What? He actually thought about getting a job and finishing high school? Now, FBI said, fuck that shit. I got a plane ticket to Dubai with your name on it. Let's go fuck shit up. In early December, he failed to show up to a flight he had booked to Dubai. It's unclear whether his apprehensions play, uh, played a role. He told the FBI agents that he'd come down with COVID. <laughs> oh, sorry, going to make the plane trip to Dubai to go do uh, terrorist activities. I got COVID. What a man. Like, he wanted to follow the rules, right? Jesus case. The whole case demonstrates the low level of maturity and social skills often found in people who suffer from autism. Amen, said Thomas Durkin, one of his lawyers. He is fantasizing and making up plans to go to Afghanistan that he could not possibly realize on his own. No shit. Fucking kidding me? Disgusting, dude. In their conversations, agents warned him that life won't be easy after joining ISIS. While continuing to offer help, uh, plan his journey. Hey, we'll give you some help. Despite second thoughts, he eventually appeared to take the FBI up on their offer and went to the airport weeks after he turned 18. Staying here even another second is torture, he said, and I've only been putting up an act to please those around me, he told the agents. But what will any of it matter once I'm 18 and gone? I got to hear the FBI's terror plan. This is pretty long. Shout out to the chat. We still got Michael A., Polly Prissy Pants. Uh, that's the only new ones. Throughout the period that he was under investigation, it's unclear how much meaningful contact he had with actual members of ISIS. When he originally came to law enforcement's radar, he was alleged to have been in communication with other supporters of the group, some of whom were later arrested in four countries. Uh, he gave undercover FBI agents uh, contact information for someone he said he had found in an online ISIS publication. The individual, unnamed in court documents, solicited cryptocurrency from undercover agents and appeared to offer them assurances that it was possible to travel to ISIS territories. Uh, he also alluded to contact uh, with ISIS and suggested he conduct an attack in the U.S., but Moshkor prefer, said he preferred to travel abroad. What an American! This kid may be aut autistic, but he's an American. When they said, hey, you should attack America, he said, mm, I'm going to go abroad. I'm going to take, I'm going to take my skills and gifts abroad. I don't want to do anything in America. They, and the crazy thing is about this, if they would have encouraged him to do something in America, how far would he have gone, right? Would they have stopped him at all? 
Would they have just arrested him after the incident? And this is this to me speaks louder to the idea that war with Iran is coming, right? And they need what they need is another rise in Islamophobia, another rise in terrorist attacks in the United States conducted by Islamic individuals, right? So they're they're right now if if you're seeing what's happening, they're fucking stirring that pot, man. They're stirring that pot. His most substantive planning, the actions that landed him under the uh, federal terrorism indictment, took place entirely with the group of undercover FBI. Oh, Jesus Christ, can't even read. Undercover FBI agents who were in close contact with him over several months, testing the willingness of a vulnerable young man to commit a crime. It's clearly a waste of government resources. Absolutely. Uh, blah blah blah. My family know. Uh, blah blah blah. Okay, that's it. That's the first article there. Uh, that's autism, dude. That's autism. Um, I got a few other things here. Um, how many how many more articles do I have? How much time? I did that didn't take too much time. Um, should we just stick with autism or mix it up a little bit? I got some other. Let's get to Jews. I love Jews. So DOB. Department of Business? What the fuck is DOB? Issues vacate orders over underground tunnel after chaos erupts at New York City Synagogue. So a lot of people don't know, but... What the fuck's this extreme weather shit? Jesus Christ. New York City officials said they have issued vacate orders due to an illegally constructed underground tunnel connected to a Chabad synagogue complex where chaos erupted over the weekend over the secret passageway. Engineers with the city's Department of Buildings, all right, DOB, have been investigating the site since Tuesday morning, a day after police responded to reports of a damaged wall at the Chabad Lubavitch headquarters in Brooklyn. Police said they responded to 911 calls of, disor of a disorderly group outside the headquarters, Blah, blah, blah. Responding officers were informed that a group of individuals unlawfully entered Parkway by damaging a wall. When the synagogue moved to repair the wall, the men tried to stop it, according to the Chabad spokesperson. Videos shot by witnesses show police confronting men uh, standing within a brick wall. They arrested nine men between 19 and 22. Blah, blah, blah. blah. The tunnel, here's a, the tunnel had been illegally excavated under a single-story extension located behind the four-story buildings. The tunnel is approximately 60 feet long, 8 feet wide, with a ceiling height of 5 feet. Jews aren't that tall, are they? And connects four neighboring buildings, including these other buildings. The passageway was constructed without approval and permits from the DOB and had inadequate rudimentary shoring in place. The agency said the tunnel was found to be empty except for dirt, tools and debris from workers and wall openings were found in several areas of the adjacent buildings. Engineers determined the exca excavation work caused structural stability issues to two single story extensions, the one located above the tunnel and another one connected to it. Uh, why, though? Why did they do it? Did they explain? Here's a good picture of it. Kind of lit, huh? Man, Jews are crafty folks. Uh, it wasn't immediately clear why the passageway was constructed and for what purposes. 
said uh, a group of extremist students broke through walls and properties adjacent to the synagogue some time ago to provide them unauthorized access. Uh, all right. I don't know. It's just interesting. I mean, it's really kind of a non-story, I guess. Where they look at like Palestine, like all oh, these Palestinians got all these tunnels. The Hamas, they're digging everywhere and they got all these tunnels. Jews got them too, dude. Just in New York, right? They took, it's crazy. They took everything they learned in Israel and Palestine and they brought it to our shores. And they're just like the damn Vietnamese, the North Vietnamese. And they're digging their fucking tunnels into our God-given land. Kind of pisses me off, dude. Let's stick it. Let's stick in New York, dude. Parents fume after students at James Madison High forced to remotely learn while school housed asylum seekers. I'll fix it next time, dude. Facing intense anger from parents and local politicians, uh, city officials on Wednesday defended their decision to move thousands. Hey, we got open borders. Come on over. Come on over, dude. Come on over. Uh, is this it? night storm. It's inexcusable to do this to the students of New York City high schools, especially after all they've been through with COVID. Mr. Mayor, you knew this was going to happen. Let's, let's start from Move thousands of migrants from the Floyd Bennett Field tent shelter to a Brooklyn high school during the storm. And CBS 2's political reporter Marsha Kramer says the backlash was so intense, the school got a bomb threat. Oh, no. There was no shortage of frustration as parents and community leaders Hey, let my kid come to school. Let me wear my mask. My kid needs to come to school. Dude, these people are fucking nuts. She's out in the open air, right? Talking to a microphone. Hey, I, 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 oh, man. I can't stand people who wear masks. Oh, what a breeze. Gathered outside James Madison High School, claiming classes never should have been moved online to make room for some 1,900 migrants to temporarily show. I love how the first video clip they have, it's like, oh, it's women and children. Women and children, they're the immigrants. A couple of them. In their gym and auditorium during Tuesday night storm. It's inexcusable to do this to the students of New York City high schools, especially after all they've been through with. How do these fucking New Yorkers feel about Texas, about Arizona? Like, it's inexcusable. Our city has to do with immigrants. Oh my God. Why do. There should be a wall to keep the immigrants out of our schools. There should be boundaries. We need boundaries and walls to keep these people who we don't want here here. They they're not they shouldn't be in our they shouldn't be in our building. Fucking liberals, dude. COVID. Mr. Mayor. You Mr. Mayor. You knew this was going to happen. Everyone knew this was going to happen. The protesters said schools shouldn't be used as shelters and that Floyd Bennett Field, which is located and Floyd Bennett Field. <sighs> Shout out Flow State. Thanks for dropping by, brother. Hey, how, how deep is this woman's voice? Holy shit. Along the shore of Jamaica Bay is not a good place to house migrants because of its vulnerability. Hey, by the way, my family comes from Jamaica, Queens, New York, dude. That's where my family comes from, Jamaica, Queens, dude. Anybody know that? Nobody knew that, but that's where my family hails from, Jamaica, Queens, dude. Came from the rough. Came from the streets of Jamaica, Queens, dude. Ability to weather events. We need a more sustainable plan. 
and we know another storm is coming, one or two of them. City officials said they would not be using James Madison High School to shelter immigrants ever again. This is a trans woman doing the news broadcast. Uh, no, no, they'll never do it again. But they said they acted. Out of an abundance of caution to ensure the safety and well-being of individuals. Look at this guy just reading a script. The safety, well-being. Working and living at the center. They also made it clear they weren't thrilled to build a shelter at Floyd Bennett Field, but that's the only location state and federal officials. So they tell they they teach people when they're telling the news what kind of voices they need to have, and I, I it hurts me in my heart to know that this woman who's who's talking about the news right has to do it like this. So I, the audience member, perceive her with some more some sense of authority. Dude, she's wearing. Offered them. We are hoping that maybe we would be provided a military. She has a deeper voice than this guy. Terry base, an airfield, uh, a park, someplace upstate, someplace out. I got a good fucking idea. How about in the, hey, send them back to their country. That's my idea. Send them back. Send them all the way fucking back, dude. Ship them back. Sanctuary state or sanctuary city. Eat dick, New York. Gobble that dick. That, that uh, pro, hey, we'll shelter your wary. We'll shelter the needy. Yeah, do it, fuckers. Outside the city, someplace where we could do some of this work, what was provided to us was Floyd Bennett Field. All of us in the city understand that Floyd Bennett Field is not a ideal place to be housing families with children. The officials were also upset that the school received a bomb threat. Holy shit, look at this goddamn vampire. Her hair is thinning faster than ever. That hairline's receding quicker than our shorelines in a tsunami. Shout out David Walsh. Jesus Christ. And a number of hate calls. They called those actions deplorable and said they were being investigated as possible criminal offenses. I'm Marsha Kramer, CBS2. I'm Marsha Kramer. God, man. Dude, best time to be alive, dude. I swear to God. Best time to be alive, dude. Hey, let's get to some other... I'm going to stick in New York, dude. It's not easy to be autistic and in New York. Autistic man stabbed to death in tragic misunderstanding over backpack in New York City. A what? Hey, who, who gets stabbed to death over a fucking misunderstanding? Only autistic people, dude. I hope, you know, uh, that ain't going to play anything. An autistic man, autistic man's the new Florida man, right? An autistic man was stabbed to death in a tragic misunderstanding on Friday after he moved a backpack belonging to the sus suspected killer. Something his family said was a habit related to his condition. Tyro, dude, this guy, this autistic dude, 61 years old. Imagine making it to 61. And what kills you is moving a backpack. Oh, God, man. Was found bleeding to, de to death in the stairwell of his Bronx residence at about 1.30 a.m. after walking his dog. Padilla initially left his apartment uh, and returned home unharmed 10 minutes later. Padilla then left his apartment a second time at 1.21 a.m. Go to bed, dude. But this time he did not return. 
According to video footage obtained by police, he was seen chased, being chased northbound on Creston Avenue by an unknown assailant. Well, they haven't found the killer. Don't judge me. Thank you for stopping by. They did not find the killer, dude. Jeez. Oh, man, that's the worst. Got a killer on the loose. Other video had previously shown the same male who police identified as a suspect in Padilla's murder holding a backpack, but when the suspect was seen on camera chasing Padilla, he no longer had the backpack. Poor guy, dude. Investigators speculated that Padilla, who family members say suffered from autism and OCD, might have inadvertently picked up the suspect's backpack. It possibly could be that he picked up the person's backpack by accident, which resulted in confrontation. The action would fit a pattern of behavior for Padilla. Uh, from speaking to people in the building, uh, as part of our victim's... Oh, geez. As part of our victim's autistic tendencies, he had a habit of picking things up off the ground. So he had a habit of stealing. He, this guy had a habit of taking things that didn't belong to him, to put it quite frankly, right? If you pick something off the ground, unless it's a leaf, unless it's a branch, unless it's like nature gave it to you, all right, you're stealing it, right? And it, it could be unclaimed. But if you, here's the thing, I picked up a phone the other day and I returned it to the proper location. That's not stealing. But if you just pick it up and you keep it, that is. And I think this guy had a tendency of picking things up and just keeping them, which is stealing. At one point, we have him on video carrying a chair. He's known, so he, he he's known to just pick up trash outside of his building or keeping trash. Uh, shortly after the stabbing, first responders, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's that autistic story. Another one. Let's keep it moving. Um, some of these aren't as good. They're more like, uh, let me, like, I, I won't read the rest of these articles. This is just kind of sad news. A quarter of teens with autism are undiagnosed. Oh, no, dude. Oh, no, we got a quarter of teens undiagnosed with autism. That's tragic. Another one. MDL sought for toxic baby food lawsuits over autism, ADHD caused by metal contamination. So if you guys don't know, I've talked about autism a lot, right? I talk about autism in the sense that uh, I relate it to what makes somebody really autistic, probably severely or profoundly autistic. My retarded satire, humor, comedic take on this non-medical information is that uh, you get a buildup of toxic metal materials in your brain, right? People, and I've shared this before, but like you're a tinfoil hat. The actual tinfoil hat is the metals inside your brain that, that pass through the blood-brain barrier, lead, aluminum, mercury, whatever it might be. Some things make it easier for the metal to pass through that blood-brain barrier, right? Maybe let's just say you fall on a needle and the needle injects you with something, right? And one of the things in that needle is an adjuvant, right? Let's just say it's a, a heroin needle and you fall on accident. And the heroin needle also is maybe something that's supposed to be medically beneficial, but they repurposed it. So they fall on, you fall on the heroin needle do people, I don't even know if they use hair. Yeah, they do. So you fall on the needle 
And inside of that, there's a cocktail of chemicals. And one of those is an adjuvant, which triggers your body, right, for uh, autoimmune reaction. Anyways, well, the adjuvant might be aluminum, all right? Might be aluminum. So the aluminum goes through your blood-brain barrier, and you actually get a, a tinfoil hat. You get, you get an aluminum tinfoil hat in your brain, and then you kind of are retarded, right? You are what is depicted as a tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist, not to your fault at all, just because you got a lot of metal in your brain, right? The tinfoil hat isn't actually about wearing a tinfoil hat. It's about all the metal in your brain, right? That makes you fucking retarded. So apparently, and this is different, right? So when you eat food, right? Your body, go, I'm retarded. So don't, this isn't medical information. I'm not a scientist either. I'm an art scientist. So, that, so you eat food, it goes in your stomach, liver processes it. Maybe somehow it gets to your brain a lot harder than if you just have something like falling on a heroin needle, for example, that might go through your blood brain barrier a little bit easier than something that goes through your stomach enzymes, then through your liver, blah, 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 so on and so forth. So we have the reality and I covered this maybe two weeks ago, three weeks ago on my podcast of aluminum and lead in applesauce packets being made in Colombia, being shipped to America with really high levels of aluminum and lead, right? So this isn't a surprise. They're fucking poisoning your kids, by the way. They're poisoning you and they're doing it, they're doing it slowly and methodically, right? Even adults, right? even adults. Uh, and then let's get to this last one. And then I'll monologue for the last 10 minutes. This is something else I've said is creating more autism than anything else in the world. Screen time, screen time, right? The amount of time you give a child to look at a screen makes them retarded. And this is also true, right? This is also true. A lot of people don't get this. They don't. You can hit midlife autism if you stare at a screen long enough. People will say, Provoked, you're drinking a beer, dude. You're drinking a beer. Look, man, at least I'm not fucking staring at a screen eight hours a day. Eight hours a day, right? And I've been, it's, it's crazy to see. I've been talking about this for two years, maybe. Two years talking about screen time. When I first started talking about it, probably limited research to really exemplify my point. But now, day in and day out, shout out Jeremy Peterson. Day in and day out, more research is coming in that if you have higher amounts of screen time when you're young, you're going to be autistic, dude. Probably. And it's not going to be good for you later on in life. It's going to be actually really bad, right? So... That's it. I'm just going to end it on that. Those are the only articles I have. So I could read it, but uh, I'll just recent study from Drexel University reveals alarming new insights into the effects of screen time on toddlers. Suggests that babies and toddlers exposed to television or video viewing may exhibit atypical sensory behaviors and have difficulty processing the world around them. No shit. Uh, screen time impact on children under the age of two. I'll say this. I have uh, two kids, one other way, and my rule with my kids growing up was no screen time until they're at least two years old. That was my hard line 
hard, fast rule. Now I got a kid year more than a little bit past a year has watched zero movies, right? Zero shows, no screen time at all. Never given them a tablet, never given them a phone. They don't get one, right? They don't, my other, my other child gets one movie, maybe a day, right? Just like during lunch. That's what I grew up with at my daycare. So I'm like, ah, watching a movie one time in a day didn't kill me. Kind of made me slightly autistic, perhaps. So that's my rule. One movie, which is adds out to about 90 minutes in a day. Uh, that's the max, right? That's the max for any child, I think. 90 minutes. Watch one movie, you're good. Then you have, uh, you're awake eight hours in a day, 90 minutes. What is that? Um, six hours and 30 minutes left of no screens, right? That's the way things should be, right? That's the way sh things should be. And I also, the, well, like when I think about movies, like you go through the movie list and I got to say this, everything sucks now, right? All this high, like there are no more artists making kids shows. Everything is so glossy and uh, CGI that it just looks like, it looks like visual vomit on a screen. So like, I don't even let my kids watch that shit. It's, I, I'm, I'm doing the nineties approach, like nineties movies and be like, yeah, Disney's trash. Yeah. Disney's trash. I grew up with it. I fucking hate Disney. You can grow up watching Disney uh, a little bit and still grow up to hate it. Right. So, but I just, in general, looking at these other shows, people will give their kids like one, one is Coco Melon. Never let my kid watch one episode of Coco Melon and anything with the visual uh, stylistic of Coco Melon is disgusting to me. I, I love, I'm old school, dude. Uh, I like the old Hobbit, uh, not the Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, right? The cartoon version. I like the old cartoon version of Lion and the Witch in the Wardrobe. I like all the old cartoons that artists made with their hands, blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, that's what I really like. Uh, I like the old drawings, the old artwork. And so that's kind of primarily what my, my child watches is pretty much that 90s shit, 80s stuff. Uh, the Last Unicorn. What a creepy movie. And even in these movies, I'm watching them with my child. That's my other rule is I watch it with them. Like I don't leave my kid unattended ever to just stare at a screen. That shit's crazy. Um, and in the last unicorn, there is quite clearly a dick and balls that got turned into a tree. And maybe I could show that to the audience. Uh, yeah, it, I'll just show it real quick. If you're listening on Spotify and iTunes, uh, this is going to be a visual. You're going to have to go to my Patreon to check out uni the last unicorn tree scene. Um, this shit's crazy. I'll probably get a strike for this, but what are you gonna do? Tina Krusty, Starly Husty. So you pause it. You pause it right here. So that's like cum dripping down, and you can quite clearly see this man's hugging two balls, right? He's he's hugging two ball sacks, and a tree. It looks like a, a phallus. Uh -oh. Comes into quite clearly there. If that ain't a penis, I ain't ever seen one. It does look like boobs, right? It does look like boobs, but looks like a dick to me right now, right? Looks like a dick to me. Uh. 
Oh, I love you. And then there's the dick hole, right? So that's the dick hole. Love you. I love you. Love, 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 love. Oh, what have I done? Just like, what the fuck? I'm watching this with my kid and I'm thinking to myself, uh, this is weird. This is weird. Slightly uncomfortable, right? And it's I think it's absolutely got to be some kind of CIA programming operation and and like what's going on here? Very sick. Done. Always, always faithfulness beyond any man's deserving. I will keep the. You see the cum kind of dripping down. My, my picture's hiding it, and so you guys get the point. And then the, the unicorn comes and then saves them. Yeah, that's a penis, dude. I don't. That looks like a veiny penis to me. I just. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, oh no. I just programmed my my child with some fucking weird ass sexualized art I got no clue about. I had never, to be fair, I had never seen this movie at all in my life, right? Um, but I ain't playing the new shit. I'm playing the old shit. I'm playing the good stuff. And I said, all right, all right. Uh, not again. Not again. Um, just a weird... Th that scene left me with like a weird feeling. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and there's other shows I've watched too, like old cartoons. I'm like, oh, that's sexual. Uh, that's And it makes sense, right? These are men typically drawing these cartoons. But still, man, don't like it. The last unicorn. Holy shit. Subliminal. That shit goes straight to your brain and stays there forever. Folks, we made it to an hour. This is the end of the show. Uh, welcome to the Provo Planet podcast. If you wouldn't mind, smash the dislike. Smash the unsubscribe. Um, it's been real. It's been excellent. Don't know when I'll come back. You know, people, I wish I took this shit more seriously, but I don't know. Can I end on a story? Is there anything that happened in my life recently that is even worth retelling? Um, I don't know. Quick monologue about what, dude? Uh, what's something that just struck me like, ah, fuck, what the fuck? Um, uh, what is it? What is it, dude? I don't know, man. What? Is there anything in my life that's even cool right now no, probably not dude i'll have to as soon as i in the podcast i'm like oh i fucking forgot to talk about that it's usually how it goes so we're gonna we're gonna end this show just how we started with some bluegrass music uh some bluegrass music god bless you all shout out to everybody who stopped by hey wait a minute peace and blessings see you around the corner Change it, I can't take the lonely 
nights without your love Do on the room Get the music done And move along What good does it do Play songs for her And hear her say Try to change it I can't take the lonely nights without you 